on today's episode of the Anchor Exchange, a Pakakak podcast. You know, it reminds me of the, the the scene from Lord of the Rings when Gandalf is like, "Thou shalt not pass." And it's like, no, pass. But while you pass, say hi to me. My name is Sophia Fayas. I'm an admission counselor at St. Joseph's University in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And I'm Luis Portillo, Associate Director of Admissions for the University of Rochester. And this is the Anchor Exchange. Hello and welcome to the Anchor Exchange, a podcast and conversation space developed by college admission professionals for college admission professionals. This show is produced by and will feature throughout the membership of PCACAC, the Potomac and Chesapeake Association for College Admission Counseling, known to many as PCACAC. You might say this makes the show a PCACAC podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Gowan, Assistant Director of Admission at Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and member of Potomac and Chesapeake's Communications Committee. Kicking off our first exploration episode of our first theme, that is all things recruitment, I have here with me today two admission colleagues who, like many thousands in our profession, are at this time in the thick of recruiting yet another class of students. In today's episode, we'll discuss recruitment, but a particular facet of the experience that many of us have dearly missed throughout the dark months of the COVID-19 pandemic, the many road friends and relationships we've made with our peers at other institutions. Sophia, Luis, thank you for joining. Thank you for having having us. us. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, So let's get right to it. Back on the road physically for the first time in two years. How do we feel, friends? Feeling good, excited. I mean, it was something that was a little anxiety ridden given that there's still so much unknown with, you know, the Delta variant and vaccines and boosters and, you know, going into however many high schools we're going into each week, but it was definitely something that I miss, you know, this is week four or five on the road and the amount of friends I've been able to see, the students I've been able to connect with again, you know, you really miss that, that level of connection, that face-to-face those conversations with counselors it's it's been really great being back I've missed it I didn't realize how much I missed it until finally being back on the road yeah uh I I I completely agree with Sophia um but you know being in my ninth year I completely forgot how exhausting it was right uh throughout the pandemic we had an opportunity to do a lot of stuff virtually and then you had the the opportunity to kind of quickly digress you know depending on how you scheduled yourself digress Home, right? Take a deep breath at home while, you know, I was talking to uh, one of the counselors down here at Providence Day because I'm in North Carolina recruiting. And I was like, I, I totally forgot what it was to leave a visit, get to your car really quickly, chug some water, check email, put into Google Maps where you're going to next. Um, but I'm excited, right? Like it's, it's, it's part of what the job that I love is just making connections with students uh, or, or my, my colleagues. Although unfortunately this year with more and more college fairs being canceled last minute and stuff like that, being able to see my colleagues has been less and less. And, you know, still uh, biggest part of communication is, you know, sending memes to each other uh, from uh, means of admissions. If you don't follow, you'll follow means of admissions. And I promise you all, uh, it's not me. Everyone thinks it's me that's behind it. I promise it's not me, Uh, but that's a great way for my admissions colleagues, both on the college side and the high school desk to high school side to kind of laugh at, at our profession. 
the real shout out, the real first shout out, memes of admissions. Follow that Instagram page if you haven't already. And shout out uh, or a call out if anybody knows who runs the page, if they want to do an anonymous interview on the Anchor Exchange, we'll take it. I want to be the first to interview him. But anyway, Luis, it's a great segue because uh, I really, I mean, that's the whole point of today's episode, right? We want to talk about road friends. We want to talk about relationships. And so being back on the road, how does it feel to, to start seeing some of these faces again, to be in, in spaces with these, uh, with these friends of yours that you've made? It's been beyond incredible. Um, I am such like a loving person. I'm such a hugger. I'm a super beyond, I mean, Louise is going to laugh. I'm so beyond emotional. I cry at anything. So, you know, the summer was when some of the, the, the travel really started with, you know, summer college application academies, boot camps, whatever the schools call it. And, you know, seeing some of my friends again, I'm, I'm almost in tears because I hadn't seen them in a year and a half and some change. And so it's been, it's been so nice. And it made me realize how much I miss that in-person connection, um, being able to just hang out with my friends. And, you know, after we finish for the day, we, we go and get dinner or lunch and, and are able to, you know, connect outside of that workspace that we're in, um, and just catch up. Um, you know, we, I really didn't realize how much time had passed because at, at one point it was just so second nature for us to just be on a screen and to be on zoom constantly. And, you know, you wake up, you're on the computer and sometimes on the computer until eight thirty, nine o'clock doing different, you know, virtual events, whether it be through our university, whether it was through a high school, whatever it was, but then also utilizing that resource to connect with friends throughout the pandemic. So you're constantly on Zoom. And so finally being able to see people in person, it was really just, it just made my heart burst seeing some of my friends. I mean, I remember when I saw Luis, I think it was Gonzaga that I saw you at. I nearly screamed. I was so, so happy. So it was, it's just been so nice seeing everybody again and really being able to connect. I mean, this uh, last week I was at a college fair and I finally met um, my dear friend, Candace Leak from Bucknell. She, she and I did a presentation together um on diversity equity and inclusion and we had never met in person and little did we know that we had the same territory and we met at a college fair she I was talking to a friend and she turned around she's like Soph and I looked at her and I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> it's Candace I'm finally meeting you in person so that was that was really nice to see yeah shout out to Patrick Gallagher over at Gonzaga for for taking the helm and you know doing the first in-person college boot camp and, and inviting so many of us down and you know, making sure that uh, his students follow CDC guidelines and regulations and us following CDC guidelines and regulations. Um, running into friends on the road today, I was leaving, again, I hate to shout out Providence Day, but literally I got to see my, my buddy Josh from GW, Joshua, leaving. And we ended up chatting for four or five minutes in the, in the parking lot, like, like old days, right? And it was great. And, you know, to Sophia's point, we're, we're both Latin. So that whole hugger and that whole deal, that's, that's who we are. But also, you know, when you haven't seen someone for so long that you connect with, I mean, Jonathan, the first time I saw you was at Potomac, at uh, NACAC, when I saw your face on the billboard, congratulations, by the way, rising star of the year. Um, seeing you, like, it was a huge hug, right? Like, it was like, it was like, dude, I haven't seen you in like almost two years, but it was great. Uh, obviously we had, we had connected through, through Zoom on, on multiple occasions through the Potomac and Chesapeake. 
uh, exec board and, and things of that nature, but seeing people in person just has that, it fills your, your energy levels up, right? Because we know this, is, this job is exhausting on both sides of this, my high school people as well. But seeing that, that friendly face that just gives you a little boost, like when you need it the, the most, right? Uh, I think that has been the best for me um, as a person, as a profession in this prof a professional in this profession. But for me, it's also just making me realize how important my work is to me, not just because of my work, but the friendships I've made from it, right? Um, it, I'm all about friendships and mentorships and, and how you create those and how they develop over time. And, and for me, it's, it's a breath of fresh air to be back on the road, even though sometimes, you know, depending on where you travel and recruit, where, where some people just don't believe in, in the pandemic or COVID for that matter, and you, you just have to put your guard up a little bit. That's real. That's real. And I, I think what really resonates with me about what you both have said is I think about last year, right? Thinking about how it was still the same demands were in place in terms of recruitment, right? We need to we still need to do the high school visits, even if they're virtual, we still need to push, push, push in terms of recruitment. But that rejuvenating element of seeing people wasn't there. I mean, last year was, at least for me, it was the most exhausting travel season ever, travel in air quotes for listeners at home, uh, it was the most uh, exhausting travel season ever because I still had to do the same number of high school visits, still expected to connect with as many students. But all of those interactions, whether it's 30 seconds in the parking lot or an hour at a college fair, those were gone. You know, I, I didn't have those. And so to return to that this year was profound. And, and let's let's make another quick point to the high school students out there. They don't get enough kudos for what they did last year. Uh, and I think we as professionals in this in, in this career field and profession need to remind them on an everyday basis when we see them, um, because seeing them in person, uh, you know, it's giving me a little bit of breath of hope and, and fresh air as well in their excitement to go to college, even though it's a little bit more anxiety driven now because they missed a year and a half. But it's so much better than staring at a black at a black screen, which uh, I, I completely understand. For some students, that was the only way they could be part of any type of Zoom meeting. And by all means, they did a great job at that. But meeting the juniors that were senior, I mean, the juniors that were freshmen last time they were on campus, or even the seniors that were sophomores last time they were on campus, and seeing the maturity and the wherewithal that they hold themselves in at this stage, you know, that gives me more hope in like our future that we've got students and, and, and kids that are willing to literally take on a pandemic and still be successful. And that's the truth. Uh, this may be a podcast for admission professionals, but I appreciate the shout out to the students because the level of resilience, the level of grit, uh, you know, if we want to keep throwing the buzzwords in there, it's impressive. It's really impressive. And I'm really glad to see that these students are they're coming out on the other side of it for sure. Now, to, to change the subject a little bit, you know, as we, as the podcast team, as we were gearing up for this episode uh, and, and preparing the lineup of folks that we wanted to have to explore this first theme, we wanted to really explore the importance of relationships in the field as it relates to recruitment. And I think we've, we've started to touch on this already. Uh, and so you like, when I, when I think for myself, like, and I think about the recruitment process, I can't separate that act of recruitment from the relationships that I've made with others. When I think about recruitment, when I think about going on the road, 
I think about I think about meeting up with you two. I think about meeting up with all of the counselors, all of the people that I've met along the way, and of course, inevitably and, and thankfully, meeting new people as well. And so, uh, those relation the relationships and the recruitment elements, at least in my mind, they're inseparable parts of what we do. And so uh, we asked you both to come onto the podcast, asked you both to come on together as a unit, because when we sat down to think about folks who embody both excellence as professionals in the work, but also really embody uh, openness and intentionality in connecting with other people and building relationships in the field, you two, you two were it, but it doesn't get any better than this. Um, and so I'd, I'd really like to, if you wouldn't mind, share a bit about your own road friendship you know how did your how did that get started how did y'all meet and uh and where has it gone from there yeah absolutely oh this warms my heart um so this was so this is my fourth year in the profession as a whole so this was only my first summer after starting so this was 29 summer of 2019 um and i was invited to my first college application boot camp and in my mind i'm like what is this? What am I getting myself into? Because again, I'm so new to this that I hadn't had a summer in admission yet. So, you know, I was really excited. And when I got there, you know, I'm seeing all of these other reps and I'm like, oh, cool, like friends. Because <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, more people I know, the better. Because um, I'm really trying to, you know, branch out beyond you know, I'm, 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 I'm in Philly. I'm not a regional admission counselor. And so when I'm on the road, especially in that first year, it was, it was tough uh, because I didn't know anybody. And while I can definitely be an extrovert, there are other times where I'm going to be that person at a college fair who sits behind her desk and just speaks with students and calls it a night. Um, and so this was that first time where really there was a lot more interaction with other um, admission uh, folks. And so it was at, um, field school in DC. Um, shout out to Amy and Jess, um, our wonderful, wonderful friends and colleagues. But um, I walk in and I I'd see I see Luis with our, our friend Ulysses. And I'm like walking past them and I hear I hear them speaking in Spanish. And I'm like, wait a second. And I and Luis and I were talking about this. Now I like completely remember this. I'm like whipping my head around and I'm like, oh my God, there's others, because I'm so excited. Because I mean, in this profession, and I mean, in, in, in college admission in general, pretty white. And that's, I mean, that's, that's how it is, right? And so, you know, being Latina, I, I'm like, as soon as I can find people that I can relate to in that way, it's such a deep connection. I don't know what it is about Latinos, but the second you find somebody, doesn't, doesn't matter where you're from, who, you're, who you are, whatever, family. And so I hear them and I walk over and I'm like, are you guys speaking Spanish? And they're looking at me like I have five heads. And they're like, yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm Latina. And then it just kind of <laughs> spurred from there. And again, it sounds so silly and, and so simple, but it really was just that immediate connection. Um, and, and so, and, and Luis and I kind of just spurred a friendship from there. I mean, we were really able to relate on so many different levels, not just when working at admission. I mean, Luis has become a mentor to me in these last three, now four years. <laughs> and so, and, but not only that, he's a brother, he's my brother, you know, and that the people on the road, they become family. And, you know, I would do anything for Luis. I would do anything for you, Jonathan. I would do anything for my friends in general, because 
it's not just a friendship. It's really, you're building a family um, because you're seeing these people on the road more than you're seeing your own family at times. And so, um, so yeah, our friendship really built from, you know, our connection to admission, but also having a Latin background, joking about putting pots in the stove and that's where you keep them and putting bread in the microwave because for some reason that's what we like to do. And those big butter, you know, plastic containers never has butter in it, but it's going to have beans or something else. And it's just, it, it is just that way of life that we were just really able to connect with in the way that we were brought up. And, um, you know, it's really brought, blossomed into this, not, it's not a friendship. It's, you know, like I said, Luis is my brother through and through. Yeah, we got to give a proper shout out to Ulysses Deremis, uh from RPI, El Padrino, the godfather of admissions. If you recruit in the DMV, that's what he's known as. And, and you know, for me, he's always been a mentor, kind of a, a, a constant for me on the road since my first year in admissions back in 2012. But yeah, that's exactly how Sophia and I met. She literally walked by and whipped her head. And if you don't know Sophia, her five foot two sassiness, five foot one, sorry, she was wearing heels then. Five foot two sassiness came through and just whipped around and was like, are y'all speaking Spanish? And we're like, yeah, that's what we always do. And, and like she said, it blossomed from, from being in the profession together uh, to also understanding each other's background a little bit more. Uh, and I love my admissions family, don't get me wrong, but to a point, it, it becomes somewhat stale because it, it, it does, there is a cultural background that we miss, right? Um, so, you know, myself and my good friend Guadalupe Sanchez from Radford University uh, started the Latinx SIG with Potomac and Chesapeake, and we've developed a network of Spanish-speaking uh, admissions professionals in, in Potomac and Chesapeake that are there to help each other uh, in understanding the profession and, and how, I guess, one ethnicity it is or whatnot, or, or whatever you want to call it, but also helping our high school friends, right? Like, there's a lot of schools out there that need something done in Spanish. And I've been coaxing Sophia to like, let's do something in Spanish. Let's do something in Spanish. And it's that, I guess that older brother mentality that I know she can do so much more and pushing her to do so. And continuously, I think once every three months we have this conversation, we're like, so if you're ready for something in Spanish and she's like, I don't know, I don't know. And I'm like, why? Just you're the most, you're the most knowledgeable person in that room. When we, when we have these conversations in Spanish with, with, high school students and their parents where their first language is Spanish, right? But I, I think, you know, for me, what helped Sophia and I's relationship outside of not just admissions, but culturally blossom was, you know, she called me a mentor, but there is something I see in her, like, it reminds me a lot of a younger me, right? And not trying to put myself on a pedestal, but in reality, in my ninth year, I'm tired right? And it's, it's like one of those things like, who can I pass the baton to? Because the baton was passed to me in 2013, 2014 by Rosemary Martin. Shout out to her at St. John's College, at St. John's College High School in, uh, in D.C. and also Olander Fleming, who used to be part of Potomac and Chesapeake way back in the day, but is now a regional down in Florida for the University of Maryland. So they actually tapped me on my shoulder when I first started. So it's like, I'm trying to do what someone did for me for the, and it's, it's crazy to say this next generation of admissions folks, right? Not saying that Sophia is the next generation, but she's, we joke about it all the time. She, she looks at me and goes, how old are you again? And, but what Sophia doesn't realize is she's an old soul too. And that's why we get along so well. 
Yeah, I mean, we always joke about this. I'm literally like a 70 year old woman in a 25 year old body. I, <laughs> um, but I think that really adds to, um, you know, the connection that not only I've been able to make with Luis, but you know, with other, you know, friends on the road, like, like you were saying with Ulysses, um, he has, again, such like such a strong bond with him. And he is, is another one of those, you know, huge, huge mentors. Um, but to go back to what Luis was saying with the, the Spanish piece, it's what's difficult about it is, I mean, that was, that's for me, that was my second language, uh, growing up. My family's from Costa Rica. They moved here before I was born. Um, and, when I was born, my sister Natalia, she started preschool here. And so she's learning English. And so when she came home, couldn't care less what mom and dad were saying, I was just paying attention to Natalia singing the hokey pokey and learning new things when she was coming home from preschool. And so now in this, with the role that I have now and, and what I know um, I am capable of, but it, there's that roadblock of, I'm in my head that Spanish is my second language and I struggle to speak it. So I can't do it. And it's not that it's, it's, that's, that's my own roadblock. Um, but definitely something that, you know, to work on and to kind of build on, because like Louise said, you know, a, a lot of students, I mean, the Latinx student population is one of the fastest growing and it's, it's it, like, yeah, it's booming. I mean, it's, 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 quite honestly, insane, um, but really beautiful to see. Cause again, it goes back to like, those are my people. And I want to be able to provide them resources that I know that not only myself and my sister, but my family and other friends need it. Um, and, you know, even if the students are able to speak English, maybe their parents aren't able to, or maybe they can, but it's broken and it's but it's also that comfortability level of being able to connect with them on you know, their specific level and being able to say, you know, I'm here and I understand and I want to provide these resources for you um, and kind of take away those roadblocks that, that are really there. Um, but I also need to take away my own roadblocks. And that's, that is, <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> and that's what mentors are here for, right? I had the same roadblocks when I first started the profession, uh, terrified to, believe it or not, speak in front of a lot of people in a, a language of mine that I learned at the same time as I did English, but you still have that, I guess the, the hesitation, right? And that's the hardest part. And, and what I always remind Sophia, when, we, when I try to coax her into doing one of these, you got this. No one else in that room knows more than you do. And that's why you're the professional, go with it. And so every time we've gotten to that point where we're about to do a program, something happens like the pandemic. Well, I'm so glad you brought up the mentorship piece because one of the things, the hill that I will die on is that I firmly believe that there is a real professional value in the relationships, that it's an ultimate necessity. And I, I one of the things that I, I try to communicate a lot, or at least I try to put good words to, is that the professional, the real professional value in the relationships is not in like the politicking or the like the the kind of old boys club that it could feel like but rather it's in this side of things it's in the it's in the reaching back and pulling up of of young professionals of of not even young professionals but new professionals folks who may just otherwise not get much of the spotlight but are the experts in the room that do know what they're doing uh, and and can be brought into the fold and so i'm really glad i'm really glad that you brought in that mentorship piece 
I'd really like to keep exploring this idea of like, what is the professional value of the relationships? I mean, obviously hearing you two speak, there's deep personal value. You both, uh, it, clearly you mean a lot to one another. And I wonder though, you know, where for folks out there who are looking to, to build new relationships and, and further develop the ones that they have, you know, what's the, what more is the professional value? You know, what, what else could they get out of that uh, in terms of making them better professionals? I mean, great, great points all around, Jonathan. I, I think the professional development aspect of our jobs plays an important role, right? Um, to Potomac and Chesapeake or Pennsylvania ACAC, where Sophia is housed, but I'm trying to steal her down to Potomac and Chesapeake because I, when I see talent, I want it all around us, right? Um, but, you know, and this is a, probably a shameless plug because I am the membership committee chair for Potomac and Chesapeake, but if you're not a member, hit me up, let's join. Let me show you, let's, let's build a relationship and, and let our network grow, right? I tell my students all the time, your network is your net worth. And, and in this profession, that plays a huge role in how well you, how, not how well, but how far you're able to advance and, you know, make even more connections. Uh, today, I was leaving a school and we were chatting with the counselor and I was like, oh yeah, Mildred Johnson, right? And they were like, you know Mildred Johnson? I was like, do I know Mildred Johnson? Shout out to Mildred Johnson for those of you who don't know her, uh, queen in our profession, right? especially in the Potomac and Chesapeake area, just a marvelous person who, who cared about the people around her and not only helped them in the profession, but helped them in real life too, right? And I think that's, for those of you that are looking to either build on the profession or build in, in the relationship mentorship aspect of this profession, you have to find something outside of admissions to be able to connect on. And you have to have real conversations outside of just admissions. It can't just be like, oh, what's your admit rate? Or, you know, oh, how, do you, how well do you go out and recruit? That's all fine and dandy, right? And more so, more, more, more than ever, that conversation you have when you're out to dinner after a college fair, like, oh my gosh, did you see this? Did you see that? How have you done that, right? There's a Facebook page for the, DM, for the DMV admissions that, that does a lot of talk like that. But in, in reality, you want to get to know the person that you're going to be traveling with, because Sophia said it best earlier. We're going to see these people more often than we see our families, especially for those eight to 12 weeks, depending on what school you recruit for, how, how long you're out on the road for, right? And so you've got to find something outside of admissions to build upon, whether it's your personal life, whether it's uh, things you enjoy, things you dislike, uh, and, and that's that grows your network. Right. And I think I've had those types of conversations with both of y'all in different times of your careers as, as I've gotten to know both of you. And I think that's the most important vital part that we need to remember. We're all still humans behind this, right? We are the world, and by the world, I mean students and parents think we're, think we're these great gatekeepers, like thou shalt not enter. Like, it, you know, it reminds me of the, the, the scene from Lord of the Rings when Gandalf is like, thou shalt not pass. And it's like, no pass. But while you pass, say hi to me, right? Wave to me, get to know me, right? So that it becomes an actual human relationship. It's, it's part of our DNA to be like that, whether you're an introvert or not, because there are introverts in the profession of, of Potomac, especially in our region of Potomac Chesapeake that I know personally, because we've had conversations of things outside of admissions, whether it be social justice, 
or love of food and trying different types of food or even music, but connecting on one thing outside of admissions, I promise you will help you develop friendships and mentorships that last a lifetime. I, I think one of the biggest things I learned in, especially my first couple of years was that human aspect of it. Like, yes, this is a job. Yes, we are here to do a job. But also it's so much deeper than that. There are, there are times, whether it's I'm connecting with other admission professionals or I'm connecting with students that I don't feel like I'm doing a job. I feel like I am just create, again, creating relationships, creating friendships, because I mean, some of my favorite conversations with students are completely unrelated to St. Joseph's University are completely unrelated to admission as a whole. We end up bonding over having the same obsession over boy bands or the same obsession over going to different, you know, sports games and dollar dog night at the Phillies. Like it's those simple things um, that you're really able to, to build off of um, as, as Luis was saying. And I think that was something that really spoke to me in this profession and in the relationships I've built with the admission professionals is that it's just so much more um, than just the base, you know, that, that foundation of getting into college and going through the admission process and making sure that they have all the resources that they need and being able to be that, that advocate for the students too. Um, you know, the, the, and I think that's one of the things that I really connected with in this profession is, is that empathy piece of it is being able to, to hear a student and, and, and really understand the struggles that they're going through and being able to be a part of that process for them to make it a, a slightly less stressful process. Us. And then being able to hear my colleagues out and, you know, they're really frustrated with, I mean, COVID is, I mean, the, the easiest example right now, unfortunately, how it really was a struggle for us because what most of us, I'd say, would love the most about this profession where we're building those connections in person that was taken away from us. And yes, we, we were able to make do with having these virtual opportunities and the Zooms and all of that, but we all know it just wasn't the same. And so, um, you know, that was definitely a, a big piece that was missed, but at the same time, it really, I think was the challenge that we needed. And it's making, again, this travel season mean that much more to us than I think it did in the past. I mean, now I'm like, I'm never gonna take any of it for granted, of course. I think that's one of the biggest things we've learned out of this pandemic, whether it's related to admissions or not. Um, but really having that piece back is just, it's, it's so fulfilling. Yeah. I, you know, the human aspect of it, like Sophia was just talking about, I've got to give a shout out to, to my guy, James Penix, uh, who was my first Dean of admissions when I started back in 2012. And he said, no matter what you do in this profession, who you interact with, he quoted the great Maya Angelou and said, you know, people are going to forget what you said to them, deadlines, all that other stuff. They're going to forget what you did, you know, coming to their school, they're never going to forget how you made them feel, right? And that goes to the same aspect of your, your, your colleagues that are next to you at college fairs. We need more now than ever to be there for each other, to be in each other's corner. This whole, and I remind students all the time, like, I'm not competing with my colleague to the left or the right of me. You know, I, I, I care for their wellness, but I also care for your wellness in that aspect. But we just need to remember that we need to be in each other's corner. We need to be there for each other. 
because that's 90% of our job, just showing up for the students, but we also have to show up for each other. We have to be there for each other because there will come a time where, you know, I've had the worst day possible and I can go home and talk to my partner about it. And, you know, she's a nurse, so she has no idea what I'm talking about. And so when I talk about four visits in a day and then traveling to another county to, to get to a college fair where you know the food is going to be like a bag of chips and a soda. And you're like, do I stop at uh, Chipotle or, or Taco Bamba or, you know, Cava to get a bowl before I go there? And then the, you know, she doesn't know that stress. But if I told Sophia about it, she goes, oh, is that why you got a stain on your shirt from, from the Chipotle falling on your shirt? Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks for pointing that out. But that's exactly what why she she showed up her comic bag, right? I, I for those listening at home. But yeah, the human aspect. Remember, no matter who you interact with in our profession or in life, let's be for real. They're gonna forget what you said, forget what you did. But as long as you made them feel good and and heard, I think your relationship building will go only up from there. That's profound. And it resonates a lot with me. I, I generally consider myself like a, a fairly reflective person. And yet COVID gave me multiple, many excuses, an endless excuse rather to be reflective all the time, right? Because of what else, what other choice did I have? Uh, and so, you know, one of the things that I thought about a lot because the year was stressful, right? And it was a very different job than we're used to having. That's been, that's been expressed here very well already. But one of the things I really asked myself was, what do I love about the work? What do I love more than anything else? What would I not trade? And really one of the, the questions that I was recommended to ask myself was, if you left the field, if you totally left, what would you miss? For more of this conversation on the Anchor Exchange, check back for part two of this episode soon. Mm -hmm.